Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the final NFC Least episode. Well, Washington's in the playoffs. We might do some a Washington episode. But as, as the official NFC Least episodes, this is officially Least Tuesday, which for most of you probably didn't know, follows Black Monday traditionally, um, a tradition that we're starting right now for the first time ever this year. And what a final week it was. Who really won? I don't know. Connor and I are going to discuss that today. You know, we got him on the podcast as always. And we're going to be highlighting the crazy weekend. The Eagles going full, most obvious tank mode, pissing off all the Giants who an hour before were their best friends. Washington um, seeming somehow not having a name and winning the division. Cowboys doing exactly what the least gods require. Win streak is that long. You have to go dark for at least a week. So, um, just a quick little highlight. Don't know why I started doing that, but whatever. Uh-huh. Got Connor. Connor, how you feeling? I am still, um, let's see, I'm not boiling mad. Um, it's, a, it's a medium simmer, if you will. <laughs> Definitely. Oh. I'm, I'm simmering still mm-hmm. at this point. A good 24 hours post. Yeah. I and that's fair. Look, the, the Eagles made moves that um the best way to describe it is all the Giants fans, I mean you even texted it to me. Players were um tweeting it, you know, fly Eagles fly, come on Eagles so we can win the division. And the Eagles looked at that and did the most Eagles thing they could and said, "Look, I know right now we seem to be friends, but this is Philly." So F off, F you, put in Nate Sudfield. And and gave them the biggest middle finger and said, hold on, no, 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 you Giants players don't say fly, Eagles fly. Uh-uh, our fans, our supporters say that. And uh, they wanted to make sure that that was known. And they instantly turned an entire fan base, team, organization, the head coach had a presser about it today or had comments about it today. <laughs> of um, their mortal enemies. Like, you don't go from almost friend to I'm going to murder your entire family so fast. And all it took was Doug Peterson going, put in Nate. <laughs> all it took. Uh, yeah, that was uh, a trepidatious night, uh, to say the least. It's going into it. The Eagles had 37 people out for injury or resting. Um, so then I was like, well, this isn't good. Alex Smith is playing, which why that makes me think that Washington has a better chance of winning is scary in and of itself. <laughs> and then they messed around and took the lead. And I got excited. Like, wait a second. Jalen, you might be just good enough to fulfill my dreams like you never could at Oklahoma. And then... And then Sudfield. The the move that nobody really saw coming, it, it was a weird passing comment, like, I don't know, sometime during the week from Doug Peterson, 
and that nobody realized he was saying that so he could be like, no, I planned on this. You guys heard me say it and can't get in trouble from the league, which is now investigating. I don't even know how you investigate this. Um, <laughs> no investigation necessary, honestly. But uh, And so that's you know that leads us into a quagmire debate later in the show, which we'll touch on, on who really won the NFC lease this year. Because we know we know who our obvious winners are, but um, you know, in terms of the the record and who got into the playoffs, all that yada yada, that always is the same. But um, I, I, there's arguments to be made that literally every team, each team individually, won the NFC at least, probably except the Cowboys. There, I think they're the only ones who clearly didn't win. But you could make a case probably for the Giants. I think for the Eagles and the football team, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was a crazy week, Connor. I mean, how do you feel about not only just this week, but this entire season? The fact that we made it pat to week 17 with this podcast series is impressive in and of itself. Like it's, it's, it's really something to marvel at. Like I don't, I don't fully comprehend or appreciate the fact that the division as a whole kept us afloat. Because it was literally hinging on the division being this way the entire season. Yep, and somehow it just kept being this way. And I, I mean, I, I remember us thinking, yeah, we might do this one, maybe two weeks, right after the initial one, and yeah, it'll be fine. That then, you know, either the Cowboys or the Eagles, they'll pull away, and we can move on with our lives, not having to do this. Uh, but then, little did then we the know. Demanded us to continue. Little did we know. Old little old us realized that that seemingly floozy of a commitment we made was actually the biggest commitment we could have made. Yeah. We we thought, oh yeah, this is you know we 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 set the rules of this commitment such that. A few weeks at best, and then they were like, "No, no, no, you just dug your own grave." Yep. I don't know. I've had a blast doing yep. it. We thought we were in air. We were in an Airbnb, and we were actually buying the house. <laughs> Literally, that's, that's a, how I feel. No, that's the best I description. It. Don't get me wrong, but unexpected. Uh, yeah fully unexpected it was oh man i can't even like you can't even begin to describe the feeling and i mean while this is kind of the the the, the official final episode this may not be the the last episode around nfc least teams we have a recap episode for the washington football team because technically our prediction was right they won the division from that crazy episode where we i mean we may or may not have predicted them to win like 11 games but that's irrelevant they won the division and are in the playoffs. And that's that's the more important part of that prediction. But that's another episode for another time. And, I mean, there's just so much to unpack here. So, uh, which uh, where should we start? Which game would you prefer? The one that seemingly was for all the marbles, but then also hinged on uh, the, the Sunday night game, one team winning. So, it awkwardly was like everyone's playing for everything, but then when that team decided not to try, it became the most pointless game retrospectively. I don't know. Which one? I I don't know. I can't decide which one we should start with. I think we should start Cowboys-Giants. Perfect. It was the first one in the day, and depending on how that one went, it even 
it changed on if I was hardly even going to watch the second game. This is true. Just out of being a, a, in a total bummer mood. So. Yep. Uh, basically, we said about the Cowboys' luck running out, it happened. And in big terms. Uh, Giants won 23-19, to 19, which is just, is just, by the way, a beautifully strange score. It's the most least score you can ask for. When I saw that, I was it's like, fantastic. and if you're, if your memory serves you right and you're enough of a movie buff, you will know that a 2319 is when something from the human world makes it back is a, is a contagion or not a contagion. Um, what's the word? <laughs> but they, it's, it's that scene from monsters Inc where he comes back with the sock on his butt and they call 2319 and then he gets shaved and hauled off. Yeah, that was the score. If that's not a, the mo- the most least score you can have, that's because that's what happened to the Cowboys. They got twenty three nineteen. Oh, um, Andrew Dalton, the Red Rifle. Andrew? <laughs> well, I, I, I wasn't gonna let that fly until you said Andrew, and then I was like, oh, Andrew. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. Yeah. 243 yards, no touchdowns, and one pick. So, great way to finish strong. Much appreciated. Um, He also, fun fact, was the lead rusher for the team. Seven carries, 48 yards. So, Zeke, what's up, buddy? 14 carries, 42 yards, averaging three yards a carry. Which, for those of you who don't know, ain't great. It's so bad. Um, really, I mean, there's not a whole lot other than that for the Cowboys. The kicker, uh, Zerlin, Greg, he was filling it up four for four. Piece of trash. <laughs> I'm kidding. We like kickers. It's a good relationship yeah. on here. He just, I just wanted him to miss at least one. Come on, dude. He booted it's a 57-yarder. Kickers and punters, you guys can do as good as you possibly yeah. can. Speaking of pu- uh, kickers... Graham Gano. <laughs> he was one for one on field goals, but he did miss an extra point. Oh, he doinked it. Didn't he hit yeah. the upright? If I remember correctly. Yes, oh yeah. My boy. Good old Graham. Um, so he he's gonna end the season where somewhere around a ninety five percent uh makes on the field goals, but has missed like two or three extra points. So I, I don't know. What that means, other than leastness, might be infecting him, and I'm getting worried. Yeah, honestly, he like we talked about before, he's the real anchor of this team yes. as a whole. So I don't know. This is going to sound weird coming from an Eagles fan. It was bittersweet to see that because on one hand I was like, oh, he's joining on the leasting. This is interesting, but it kind of threw a wrench in our whole storyline of Graham Gano is the only good thing on the Giants, and that's fine because he's just a kicker. And if you're kicking field goals, it means you're not scoring touchdowns. It means your offense isn't really moving the ball. And or you're getting just into field goal range and then stagnating hard, which is a real least thing to do. I mean, the Cowboys are the best at that early in the season, putting up all kinds of numbers, losing games. And top-rated offense, horrible record. So, and I mean, that's leasting at its finest. It really is. Uh, Daniel Jones, 17 to 25, 229 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. And mm. I don't even th- remember him fumbling. 
Um, let's see. No, he didn't. He didn't. Daniel Jones. Wait, no, no, wait. No, he did, apparently. He, 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 it was a fumble and it was lost. Apparently. So, he lost it. I don't remember that either now, come to say. But there was just so much. Snuck in there. The Cowboys were, I mean, they had most of my attention. So, Daniel Jones could have, he could have, he could have farted an extra football. Right. Right. It's, oh, he fumbled Um, this week. I should have just assumed he did. (laughs) Um, I will say, at the end of this game, it really went back and forth of the Cowboys and Giants being like, I don't want to win. You should win. Giants go, I don't really want to win. I think you should win. Back and forth until with one minute and 12 seconds left, the Cowboys have two timeouts. Giants, pretty much all they need is to get a first down. Game is over. I receive a text from my dad saying, Oh, congratulations. Assuming you can hold out this minute and 12 seconds. Oh, no. Looks like you guys are winning, and all we got to have now is Washington lose. He didn't. He did. He didn't. That is when the Wayne Gallman fumble happened. (laughs) Not but the next play. The next play. (laughs) I, I didn't answer him. Until it was all resolved and the game was over. Like, I refused to answer. I don't know when. I, I assume that it's that kind of thing that causes fathers and sons to become estranged. Because I had never been more of a victim of a pure blatant jinxing than in that moment. But then... As we now know, Wayne Goldman actually had the ball on the ground. It was pretty clear on the replays. Well, isn't that isn't that the splits onto the ball? Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the newest and dopest meme of 2020. The butt recovery, not a butt fumble anymore. It's a butt recovery. Butt recovery. I I just can't express the, the he got the first down. The joy in my heart, and then he just caused himself to fumble and the absolute agony that hit me whenever the refs pointed the other way initially. I was disgusted. I hated everything and I was ready to turn the TV off if the Giants would have lost and call it a day for football for the next I don't know, really in all reality probably just like a week and then I'd turn on some playoffs but (laughs) in the moment it would have been forever. Yeah. you have to. I mean, that's the natural commitment as yes. as the, the type of fan that you are. So, yeah. What a freaking game. And so, this is just a cautionary tale. Did not ever text someone a potential jinx situation. Or else you'll be taken to fan court like those Dr. Pepper commercials mm-hmm. where the buzz is the bailiff. You could, you could fracture a father-son relationship really if you're not could. careful. Like, oh man. Pure unadulterated jinx. That was and wild. I thought I thought texts were foolproof. I mean to an extent, right? Like blatant ones, like that one's but oof. not even that. You don't even have to speak it. You can just think it and it happens. Oh. Holy crap. So what do you say we talk some punning? 
let's go positive here and talk some punting. Riley Dixon, your boy, Riley Dixon, five five boots, 226 yards, 45.2 average, two touchbacks, but also two coffins, and a long 51. Good day for him. Really showed out. And then we'll go over to Hunter, Hunter Nice Wander, um, the only positive light on the... Yeah, the only the only positive light on the Cowboys because we both collectively hate them, and it's great to see them lose. Six boots, two hundred ninety one yards, forty eight point five of an average, one touchback, one coffin, long of fifty four. So very impressive. Yeah, no, he he was he was slinging it that day. He was like, "Today's my day to shine." The moment he saw, didn't the Giants at one point? Yeah, they were up. Let's see, it was nine to twenty at halftime. So, yes. nice wander sitting there saying, I'm going to have a good day. He got that leg loose, and he was like, boys, I'm going to be banging this pigskin deep into their territory. And you just keep hitting these three and outs. Don't don't go past midfield, make me have to do the drop tip, um, you know, 40-yarder, because where I'm at, keep me back. Go three and out on our own 30, so I can show this these thighs off. Yeah. They they just unleashed it. So yeah, I mean honestly, Andy Andrew Dalton, <laughs> freaking Andrew, he honestly had such an impressive day. Slunk, slunk it almost fifty times, one pick, six sacks for forty four yards, rating of sixty six point two. I mean he was leasing for the for all of us. Wish I could say the same about Daniel Jones. He had a rating over a hundred. So, but like we talked about before, this was one of those four the community for the culture type games, we wanted the Giants to win. We needed that to happen, right? And um, and then I guess we can segue, though. Um, but they also needed, they needed, uh, you know, those Eagles to upset that football team that has no name. And uh, we, can, we can dive into that. And if you have some words to say or some things to get off your chest about this, I mean, just take it away. Okay, so the Eagles lost 14 to 20. 14 to 20. They were at one point up 14 to 10. And they were down 17. They had third and goal from the five. And that's whenever I'm like, okay, I really need to take this shower. Feels like a decent time because I got to get this done. I'll come back. It'll be at least 17 17. It'll be fine. I come back, and not only is it still 14 17, but. Nathan Sudfield is in. Nathan Sudfield is in the game. And I immediately text you asking, okay, what happened? This is so much different than it should have been upon returning. (laughs) So then, they proceed to also give up a field goal by the football team. So now it's 2014. But looking at it, Watching it, you're like, there is no chance. This man is not going to get, not only is he not going to get a touchdown, he is not going to gain another yard like he's playing the Titans. Yes! Yes! I was hoping you were going to go that direction. Carry on. Of course I am, because he was five, he completed five passes, and he attempted 3,482 attempts. (laughs) Has 32 yards and a pick, immediately a pick, saying, here you go, sir. I don't want anyone to be happy. 
Because my name is Nathan Sudfield. I'm 27, and the Eagles really got to figure out who's going to be next year's backup quarterback. And now, because of this, we have Alexi Smith as the starting quarterback in the playoffs again. He was... He was 22 of 32. Only 162 yards. Two two touchdowns and two picks. Because he's Alex Smith. And now... Because Peterson and the, I, I don't know, it must be the GM and the owner all deciding, you know what? We don't want to play Jalen anymore because we don't want to accidentally win this game and make people up in New York happy and get us a worse draft pick and we hate ourselves and Sudfield. <sighs> I don't know. Please fill in the Whatever. <laughs> Sudfield NFC least player of the week. Because he is the least player of the world. Him and Dwayne Haskins should go have a party for his girlfriend at a strip club again. No mask required. Just cheeks. Just cheeks. Only requirement is cheeks. Must have cheeks. <laughs> Instead of those signs that says must mask required, it's cheeks required and just shows. <laughs> cheeks oh my gosh um no there's hey look there is nothing to be said except that i was just as lost as everyone else and the explanation i provided earlier was about the only thing i could come up with there's a secondary reason that i think they awkwardly might be trying to with that send a message to carson to hopefully try and keep him in a weird way by saying like Hurts isn't who we thought. We're trying to get this other guy in. But, like, low-key telling Carson, like, bro, we really want you. Don't worry. And because they they were worried that Jalen would come back and win the game. And then that would just start the whirlwind of, by Wentz, Jalen's our man. And so by literally forcing that not to be able to happen, kind of sending... But at this point, look, at this point, this is the most shambly team in the NFC least, uh, I would argue. So, I mean, I got nothing, uh, except that was, that was, look, that's what Hitler wanted to be able to do with trying to conquer Europe. One fell swoop. Look, just listen, 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 this is war talk, right? <laughs> hey, you weren't prepared. Like, no, exactly. I just pulled the Doug Peterson. I put in Nate Sudfield on you, all right? Just like Hitler tried to do the one f- one fell swoop through Europe to conquer it all. Like, just just come out hot, come out swinging, and just one fell swoop, get it, and then be like, all right, we got Europe, and now we can start our world empire. That's what happened here, except it worked. And it was in the form of Nate Sudfield. That's that's what the Germans were missing. They were missing a Nate Sudfield. <laughs> And that is now going to be a term. You just got Sudfielded. Like, that is, you, what, here, funny story about that. The funny story about that. He came in, my wife, my wife, my wife, um, who wasn't really paying attention, walks in. She goes, who's Sudfield? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's, I, I looked at her and said, I don't know. 
I don't know, but I just realized I might be pronouncing his name wrong, and you might have just pronounced it correctly. <laughs> That's how lost I am. Oh, man. Yeah, it was a uh, holy... They got the Sunday night football, and so Doug gave them the Sunday night special. They said, we're getting Sunday night football. Doug Peterson had a quote today saying, uh, explaining the benching of Jalen Hurts for Nate Sudfield. I was coaching to win. Why would you even say that? You can just deflect. That's even that's a horrible deflection. Why don't you just say, didn't you hear what I said earlier in the week about wanting to get him some reps and leave it at that? Yep. I was coaching to win. To win what? Oh, Hold on, did he say win the game or did he just stop at win? Because if he's coaching I to win know. I refuse to read the entire article. I'm no, don't read the t- Fact. Don't read the entire article. No context. He no said context. I'm just co- I was just coaching to win. He wasn't talking about the game. He was talking about the rebuild win in keeping my job and somehow keeping this team together enough to not go in full nuke mode and go full rebuild because usually the head coach goes. So I'm going with he was not talking about the game. I don't know. <laughs> I Look, I can only do so much with Nate Sudfield, all right? I can't. <laughs> I... There's, what are these stats, man? <laughs> oh, we talked about him a little bit. I, oh, I, I'm so, oh. I'm so flustered right now. So, um, <laughs> that game, equally. So, like you said about the Giants game, where they were competing with each other to see who could lose. That was a hundred percent this game. It was literally, the Eagles were like, interception, top that. And the football team was like, we'll call interception. And then the Eagles were like, fine, another interception, bam. And they're like, all right, that's fine, another interception. And the Eagles were like, you know what? Fumble, too. And and Washington, Washington was like, all right, we can, they're like, we'll fumble. But they recovered. So that was that was their limit. They were like, "Well, fumble, but uh, I don't know if I can give up a fumble." And because Riverboat Ron would, that's he he'd go elementary school principal style on him. Get out the um, the wood the paddle. Nobody wants to see the paddle, and nobody wants any part of that. Because I feel like that's how he operates. Yeah. <laughs> At least with Dwayne Haskins, but. Let's see. Uh, honestly, you were there was so much rage there. I didn't um, highlights for me. Look, I got this. So, like you said, I mean Nate Sudfield five for twelve. He he had a rating. So first of all, Jalen Hurts, who was seven for twenty, let that sink in. Seventy two yards, threw a pick, uh, but he play he's managed to play the. I'm a quarterback who can scramble so I can score in the red zone at will type game and rush for two touchdowns. Seemingly covering up the fact that he had a passer rating of 25.4. And then Nate Sudfield comes in, goes 5 for 12, 32 yards, one pick. He gets sacked twice, not once, for 16 yards. 
He was like, all right, Jalen, watch this. He got a passer rating of 14.6. As I told you earlier, now, um, for the cumulative stats, right, since Nate played, and look, he went, he played a quarter and a half, and so <clears throat> that gave him enough um, snaps to, you know, add in to when I'm totaling out all the stats and things like that. He dropped the collective average passer rating of the Eagles by 20 points. The average over 17 weeks, currently between only two quarterbacks. He comes in, plays a a quarter and a half, and drops it by 20 points. 20 points. So the Sudfield effect is real. If you don't believe in it, start believing in it because it is the most uh, real thing ever. Why don't we talk a little bit about, um, we'll just go ahead and talk about the punting because I can tell you're, I mean, you and every New York Giants fan is over this. There, You are over it, and so we're not going to, I'm not going to make you suffer any longer. Tressway did his thing. Six boots, 261 yards. One coffin corner, no touchbacks. And then our boy, Cameron Johnston, five boots, 226 yards, one touchback, but two coffins, long of 49. Um, did I say Tressway's long was 48? I don't, I feel like I didn't say that. But so neither of them broke 50, which is out of character for them. They usually are the type of punters that break 50. But um, I think it's. We're going to go with the awkwardness of this game. Picks, fumbles, they usually give you pretty good field position. Going for it on fourth and goal, not getting it, um, you know, that sort of thing. That's technically a turnover. Uh, which, by the way, if you played the NFC Lease drinking game, it was a wild night. I'll tell, speaking from experience, literally sitting there going, oh, there's one, oh, we'll drink. I, I, had, I had someone who was there look at me and go, are you cheering for your team to lose? And I said, look, I'm going for the least here. We're about the leasting. And this is what I'm about. <laughs> and and I was like, I was like, so my team, your team, don't matter. Um, random team outside the division who decides to go total dumpster fire mode, bring it on. We get it. We get, we get that all the time. It's no big deal. So speaking of which, so I if I, I I don't know if I already affirmed this and agreed, but Nate Sudfield is the unequivocal NFC least player of the week. Um, You clearly stated that. I think everybody backs that up. Now, the only question, the the other question I'll bring to you that we have done in uh, weeks past that didn't get brought up here yet is, did we have an honorary NFC least team of the week, like an outside the division team? Did you have one? I should say it's okay if you didn't. I really I didn't. didn't. Cardinals did not play well, but I don't know if it was that was to be in the oh no 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 no. You know what that was? That was that was an honorary NFC least game of the week. Not so That's not true. so not the true. NFC least because these are two hyper bowls here. All right, nothing's going to top them. But this no yeah. no because I watched that game because that was two backups going head to head JV style and it was wild it was so wild one of the dudes looks like um an actor and he's on a show and he plays he's no he's on it's always sunny in philadelphia and he plays one of what is it the the like the 
the O'Boyle, the Boyle, or oh, the O'Boyles. Yes, he's one of the brothers. He's he's the brother. He's the blonde one. Look, oh yeah, that's right. Yes, um, I I can't remember his first name, but Walford for for the Rams looked exactly like him. I was like, it's the dude from those. It's always sunny. And if you don't know what we're talking about at all, just go look it up. It's fine. I might. <laughs> you'll 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 get a good laugh and so for that reason um i think their game just gets the honorary nfc least mention um because yeah there's nothing else that really stood out i mean the browns didn't do the browns thing they weren't the browns so they don't qualify but they made the playoffs i know it's crazy right um surprised cleveland is still standing hasn't been raised to the ground out of excitement (laughs) but I guess I guess having the the championship in the basketball world kind of helped them out, but we'll carry on with the NFC lease things. Um, yeah, because that was that was a doozy. So th- those are those are the games uh, we covered our players of the week. Uh, Connor, yes. randomness, lay it on us. All right, yes. Um, let's see. Just because. Uh... This has been such a terrible week. Uh, smart cars or kale salad? Kale salad all day. <laughs> Give me that hairy lettuce. Right. What out of place video game character is each team? Oh. So, to break this down, what I did was put in a character from a video game, but put in that character in a totally different video game franchise. So, I think Best best way to describe it is I'll just show you the first one. It is of course the champion of this division, the Washington football team. To me, they are Mar- Super Mario in the world of Halo. Oh no! Now, what exactly can Mario do to aliens with guns, tanks, and crazy futuristic technology? Nothing. He's a plumber, but he's the hero. So somehow. The game developers have to miraculously make him win, apparently. So, Mario's going to run through every flood-infested alien base, jumping on him and hoping he can come out somehow catch a star. And then, he, you know, is obviously going to get destroyed over and over. But, no, wait, suddenly, jumping on someone in Halo is a one-hit kill. Because someone has to win this division, and Mario has to win at the end and get Peach, right? I guess. So, football team, Mario in Halo. It's ugly, it's dumb, but somehow it just had to work because Mario has to win, I guess. (sighs) Alright. Next up is the Cowboys. Cowboys are... Basically, I don't remember the guy's name, but he's the dude from Infamous, if you remember that game. Yes. Where he had powers of lightning, mm-hmm. and get around the city all cool, and a bunch of different crazy moves. Yep. But, he's stuck in Street Fighter, so it's a 2D fighting game, oh. so all that awesome stuff to get around and latch on and glide on rails and the edge of stuff, that doesn't matter here. So now he just gets the crap kicked out of him because he doesn't know how to fight that much without being able to move around because he doesn't have any of those options, a.k.a. everyone got hurt, Dak. So now all of a sudden it just looks ugly and stupid because you're in a fighting game that everyone else knows they're in 
and you're still thinking you're in a platform game where you can run around and do cool stuff. No, you can't. All right, uh -huh. the Giants. The Giants are Pikachu, but not from a normal Pokemon, but Pokemon Snap. So oh. all he can do is take stupid pictures. Then, <laughs> on top of that, Pikachu from Pokemon Snap is inside of Farming Simulator 17. Oh. Do I really need to say more? No. Okay, fine. Fine, I'll, I'll, I'll say some more so everyone gets it. Pikachu can take pictures, I guess, in this weird game. But can he do farming? My vote is Poke Pikachu from Pokemon Snap cannot do farming. So, inside of a game that has zero need for pictures and instead requires machinery and is insanely boring, so now we're stuck with a terribly boring offense, a.k.a. Farming Simulator, and no ability for electricity via Saquon. So yeah, awful out inside of awful equals awful sandwich cookie rolls that you then fry in awful oil. Because I'm upset. <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, here we go. I don't know if my throat can... Uh, Handle this next one. Here we go. Oh, Eagles. Man. All right. The Eagles are a dude from Wii Tennis inside of Call of Duty because they are the worst and will die over and over and over again. And I'm not talking about just normal trash player like, oh, I can't figure out how to throw a grenade. I'm talking about getting stuck in a spawn trap on Nuketown where you spawn and die and spawn and die until you throw the controller at the TV and shatter everything. That's the Eagles. Whew. <laughs> Whew. Here's my serve. Gets blown up. And yeah, so just just for the fans, because there's a lot of sauce there to get lost in. Quick recap of uh, just just what each one was. Like just laundry list it. A quick, re uh, quick recap is football team, Mario in the world of Halo. Yep. Cowboys are the dude from Infamous inside of Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Giants are Pikachu from Pokemon Snap inside of Farming Simulator 2017. Oh my god. And the Eagles are any dude from Wii Tennis inside of Call of Duty. Specifically Black Ops in this case, I guess. Ooh. That is wild. <laughs> um, but extremely accurate. <laughs> and... Uh, end off the random topics with a little bit of extra sauce. No, I like that. That was that was exactly what we needed because no, it's I mean, shoot, regular season's over. Essentially, this this podcast series is over, so we going out, leaving nothing, nothing to be said. So I didn't have a sore throat, or else I could have done it a little better. Oh, it's okay. That's what we're left with. It's okay. After all the recording problems we had trying to even start the show, I mean, it's look. That's true. Look, the fact that we're even here, it's still recording, everything's going good, I'll take what I can get. Now, so, quick pause here, and for the listeners, it's going to be awkward, but I'm going to, you have homework, alright? I need you, because 
Connor, I'm doing this for you in real time. And then I'm going to be sending you these pictures. So we'll hear your reaction and then everyone can go and do this. If you're driving, don't do this right now. Come on, be smart. So, uh, as we mentioned before, John Walford, because I'm, this is a ramble sidetrack, right? We're going to give you a little picture of him. I'm going to send that over your way. So look in your text messages. And then I'm going to send you Jimmy Simpson. So John Walford, W-O-L-F-O-R-D, and is he's who started for the Rams this week because your boy Jared Goff was uh, injured because he had surgery. I said he was a McPoyle um, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I believe it's Liam specifically. And so I'm sending you the picture of John first. You should be getting it soon. Yep, I got him. All right, I'm trying to find the best one from. Yep, that's like that. That looks like a McPoyle. Because you know, it's it, you like you see an actor in a show, and then you like look them up on Google, and it's a bunch of like they look totally different because that's how they look every day in in just the yeah. world. And so you're like, that doesn't look. That's not the look I was wanting. That happened with this. Jimmy Simpson's actually a fairly good looking guy, but uh, here comes that picture. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty accurate. He is Liam McPoyle. Yeah, he is. That is exactly him. Oh, man. I want to... really is. I might put this together and, like, tweet it out. Be like, <laughs> celebrity lookalike. Because I feel like that's that's worthy of, like, getting some traction. I'm not saying I'm going to go viral. I'm sure someone has done it and who has more of a following. But I just wanted to throw that in there because... You know, we talked about it, and I was like, man, it really is uncanny, and you need to see this. The people need to see this. So, Jimmy Simpson, John Walford, look them up. And if you want, you can look up Liam McPoyle uh, from It's Always Sunny. McPoyle, Poyle, one of those, it'll come up. If you search It's Always Sunny, Liam, it'll come up. And you'll see what he looks like in the show. Freaking, like, it, it is him playing football. So... Yeah, the, the awkward thing that I realized right as we started your segment, and I was thinking through the segments that we normally have, I was like, all right, yeah, so we just recap the games, we're doing your randomness, and I was like, yeah, then we'll go into prediction. Oh. I guess it's prediction. Well, I, for the sake of predictions, we will do that prediction, but really what this is going to be is I foreshadowed this earlier in the show. We're gonna we're gonna play lawyers for we're we're gonna discuss who really won the NFC least, and then we'll go into our final stat recap, season recap, um, and then we'll close out the show in the ending the iconic series. Man, wow, it's hit me hard, but uh, <laughs> but uh, be <laughs> it's been a long run too at the same time. So it really has both. All right, <clears throat> Washington football team has home field advantage. <laughs> <laughs> at six and ten, against what are they? Eleven and five, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Eleven and five, legend at quarterback, forty-three-year-old Tom Brady, <clears throat> coming to town. So here's the awkward thing: everyone looks at this game. I look at this game even for a half second and go, "Oh yeah, well it was fun winning the division and getting to the playoffs." But cheers. See ya. And, you know, Tampa Bay on to the second round. And then I go, wait a minute. 
isn't this almost a scenario that always upsets Tom? Isn't this the same kind of Eli Manning, Nick Foles scenario for Tom Brady to be upset? It is certainly in the ballpark. Like, I know it's not exact. I just don't know if Alex Smith looks derpy enough. See, if it was Heineke? Is it old... the monk? Oh, yeah, Heineke all day long. Dude, I'm, I'm, I would literally bet on Washington if it was Heineke, a quarterback. Literally. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, I would be willing to put actual... If I did, I would be willing to put, like, actual real cash on it. But... Uh, I think you should put real cash on it if he would have been. Like, even if there's a chance of him starting. Yeah. Yeah, just... So, hold on. Am I putting cash in such a down that says, if Heineke starts, he's... Yeah, you have to find the... <laughs> you have to find the the establishment that'll actually take the bet where it's conditioned on if Heineke starts, <laughs> then the bet goes live. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can figure out how to put that bet down let me know because i'll join you. oh man like yeah i'll put down cold hard cash on that but it looks like the the slightly gimpy alex smith is going to be starting so i mean what are you feeling for this right i think tampa bay wins i understand some of this might still be a little anger that they're in the playoffs and not the Giants. Mm. But I'm going to say 35-3. That's a boom of a game. See, while I took a second to... so close to Super Bowl three. Oh, that... You know what? I'm actually more mad. I'm actually mad now. I didn't even realize that. Now seeing that they would their, their matchup was Tampa Bay, I want the Giants in that so hard because the Giants would won and then literally would have had Super Bowl. I feel like Saquon could have maybe even come back. <laughs> I Bro, okay, okay, real quick we're going down this rabbit hole here. If if the Giants had won and then beat Tampa Bay, classic derp Eli Manning style, like they have twice, eighteen and one forever, <laughs> um, and then gone on, even just making it to the Super Bowl. But at that point, they're winning the Super Bowl to win the Super Bowl, um, because that that surpasses eighteen one. I I think. Oh yeah. That surpasses Nick Foles. I think. I think that's the ultimate win. Like I would. I would buy a commemorative coin just for being in the same division as that, like, and being a part of this. I don't know. I'm not going to buy a freaking ring. That's blasphemy. I was trying to think, like, what small memento is like, hey, I appreciate this happening, but I'm not, like, a fan because I'm not trying to get in f- trouble with my fans here because I'm in the same division. And <laughs> I, I realized, coin, coins are pretty harmless. <laughs> You know, they make all those freaking commemorative coins. Like, you know, they can get as expensive as like 150 bucks or you can get it for like 15. I would have got a coin. I would have got a coin. I would have celebrated with you. Simply, simply for the fact, I mean, we would have been celebrating even if he just dethroned Tom in wildcard round. I'd been happy, honestly. Oh, yeah, no, I, I would have bought a ring for 
Yes. They chose Harley Quinn as a white earring. They just won that game. Be like, hey. victory. Just inscribed right there on it. Yeah. And I would get a coin. If you found someone to make a ring for that, they'll make a coin. Yeah. I would get the coin. The beautiful thing is I would get the ring made out of something dumb like aluminum. <laughs> You'll find you'd find a random dude who like runs a scrapyard and does this on the side with like the scrap and be like, "Hey, I, I actually this, this is perfect." Oh, I'm enjoying this too much. Um, so I wanted to look back at the past because now teams outside of our division are uh, well. I guess they've always been involved. I don't know what I'm saying. Tampa Bay beat Atlanta 44 to 27. Washington almost lost to Philadelphia with Alex Smith at the helm. Nate Sudfield was out there in the moments that someone could normally make a comeback. Obviously, he was Nate Sudfield. But the cards were on the table for them to lose that game. So Tampa Bay seems to be firing on all cylinders. I'm going to take that. I'm going to say... You said 35-3? to yeah, now I'm gonna change it thirty six to three. <laughs> I'm gonna hey hey, I'm hear me out on this one. I'm going thirty seven to three. They get a safety. Okay, one up me. I like it only I like because I wanted a safety in there. I like I like that spread. I like that spread. I liked the thirty two point spread, but then I said I want a safety, but I don't want to go below thirty five points because let's be real, sure. I think they're gonna stomp them. So we the only way was go upward. So really wasn't a dig at you, but at the same time kind of was just because I wanted a safety. But 36 is also a very strange score, so there's plenty of fun things, fun ways to get to 36. But I think that's yeah. That's uh that's a prediction. Washington football team going to get their butts handed to them if uh if the Giants, you know, would have been there, would have been a different, you know, would have been 17-13 Giants probably, but we're not going to play we're not going to play that game um, right now. So that concludes our predictions. You know, that is our last prediction. God forbid Washington football team. No name but team freaking goes and wins a playoff game. Makes us more right in that one ludicrous episode we did like three months ago. Um, yep. And I don't know what, I mean, we'll have to do an episode of that. But we'll be a part of our recap episode, the no name but team recap you know where we look back on the season and how our predictions from that episode panned out which it would still be alive so it won't be the nfc lease at that point this is the clear last one but with that being said we've we've mentioned it a couple times look uh who really won this division washington on paper they're the ones in the playoffs they're about to get stomped though here so one clear and obvious argument is that the eagles won the division in the sense of, I know when we first started this series, our big talk was, we're not talking about who's going to win-win. We're talking about who's getting the best draft pick. Then things got crazy, and it was like, uh-huh. it was a four-horse race up until week 16. So we were like, look, this is too fun not to talk about. And, you know, draft picks kind of went by the wayside. But the Eels went from picking ninth overall to now the sixth overall pick. And depending, if they can somehow piece back together some semblance of a team from how they've blown up their QB situation, uh, losing their defensive coordinator, Lord knows what else is happening, all the contracts and no cap space that they have, 
you know, all the problems that they have right now, it's put them in shambles. That's the one ray of hope is could get some talent for cheap. And if they can somehow, I don't know, keep Carson or Jalen magically gets better at actually passing the ball. Um, you know, there's something there, but that would be the argument to me, the obvious argument that the Eagles want. And also simultaneously getting the best draft pick and then also pissing off one of their rivals royally. It's like you, you want to talk about a cherry on top of the season. It's like, wait, we're not just going to get the best draft pick. We're going to do it in style and find a way to really piss somebody off. And they did that. So, and let the nameless team win. So what, what's your thoughts? Well, let's see. It seems pretty clear the, you know, winning side of it, football team. Sure. Mm-hmm. There's an argument for them. Seems pretty clear they made the playoffs. Secondary, Eagles, like you mentioned, best draft pick. Right. Makes sense. Now, as far as the Giants and the Cowboys, just trying to find an argument for each one of them winning the division. Giants, I think, they got the 10th overall draft pick, which isn't great, but isn't, you know, 19 like the football team is lining up to have. And they've learned that they could do most of this and get close to winning this terrible division without Saquon. Saquon's coming back. So, Mm. that leads you to be able to get a decent draft pick this year and build for the future once you actually have Saquon back in the backfield, which changes everything for that offense. That is how I can see the Giants, quote-unquote, won this year the division. I can take that. Yeah. I think that that checks out and makes sense because it's like they figured out how to win and actually be competitive without him. Wayne, I mean, I'd argue that Wayne Gallman stand out running back and it's like, yeah, you're getting Saquon back. So maybe he's that, that you can maybe get a nice trade for a piece you need with Wayne Gallman. Um, I don't know where he's at on contract, but like I honestly full disclosure, like I think most of us did is we kind of forgot about Saquon, you know, someone tears their ACLs and we're not going to see him till next year. And we get this deep in the season. There's so much going on. You don't really remember that much. And especially when the team actually starts being competitive, you're like, Oh, I can promise you I miss Saquon the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. As a fan, I can see all the cracks. Oh, the cracks. Were there. Oh, man. And it was just so sad when they were playing well. And all I could think was, wow, if Saquon were on the team, this would actually be a team. But instead. Yeah, so now, so basically the Cowboys. Giants. Oh. Yeah. I was just going to say, basically the Giants have a good argument to be made that like, hey, we're actually decently put together and we're about to get our superstar back. So carry on. We prove that we have a good coach. I think might be the most important thing. Yeah, because at best, survey still out on uh, Daniel Jones, but I think Joe Judge, legit coach. Yep. Okay, um, Cowboys. Let's see. They didn't prove they had a good coach. Okay, so they got that. <laughs> Offensive coordinator was shaky, but they signed him to an extension yesterday, so that's great. Um, Dak is hurt, may never be the same, and even if he is, he's not in a long-term contract right now, so there's that. Um, Andrew Dalton proved he's still the same, so you can't bank on him being the future. 
Um, Ezekiel Elliott looks worse than ever. The offensive line looks old and injury prone. The defense looks non-existent, and I don't know of any up-and-comers. Their draft pick, I think, is what, the eighth overall pick? So that's that's a good enough choice for anything but a quarterback. Um, oh, man, I... It's tough to figure out how in the world they would have quote unquote won. Do you have any ideas? Um, honestly, I was coming into this <laughs> under the mindset of we have an argument for every team except the Cowboys, and their argument for the for how they won they won in the least, meaning they were the best of the least, <clears throat> is that they found a way in a division where even when you didn't win the division in the traditional sense, you still won the division. We're like, no, 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 no. We are losing on every front in every way. There is no hope. Scorched earth type situation. Literally the only thing I can think of. You want to know the only thing I can think of? Their receiving core is star studded. Literally all I got. Literally. And Tony Pollard seems like he might be good enough if Zeke floozies out so um, eh. and that's about I literally just used my quota for saying nice things about the Cowboys for 2021 I can't say anything nice anymore and unless we're talking punters of course but yeah that's all I don't I don't think there is one and maybe maybe in some weird way that's the ultimate leasting is like it might actually be so they're, they won the division by being the least in every way. The ultimate. And like, and not just right now, but long term, like you said, Dak's not on a contract right now. Uh, you know, it's there's so much up in the air. It's like, wow. And they, who, and you know what they were in, whenever we started this podcast, I know you remember, listeners probably uh-huh. remember, because they were this from, until Dak exploded his ankle, was... They were the team that was that was potentially going to be the guillotine of this podcast. They were the team primed and ready to be the best in, um, you know, the best in the division. Be an actual good competitive team. It was classic. I mean, we hear this every year, so it's kind of worn off. But it's a classic. This is our year. This could be our year. We got the pieces. Uh, type situation for Cowboys fans. And I actually bought into that too. Everyone did on paper. They would. Like four weeks after Dak went down, they were still like a top five offense, and they were playing with guys like Danucky and Gilbert. Oh, Danucky and Gilbert. Who, who between the two of them, I want to say their average passer rating, no, their completion percentage was like fifty three. <laughs> it was silly, and so they, I mean, they went from the ones who could destroy this podcast series single handedly to the one who arguably kind of is getting the last laugh on this podcast series. Like, I don't know, holding it down at the very end. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm hesitant to say anything like MVP because I don't think that's fair. But in some, at least in this specific... Well, I think they were the LVP. Yes, they were definitely the... I think for this podcast, they, they won the LVP, and I think it might be unanimous almost. Um, there's no way that they won the division. 
Give me five seconds. I'm going to check with everybody. All 312 voters agree. Unanimous LVP, Dallas Cowboys. So we can confirm that here officially. They are the LVP. Or would be the LV team, least valuable team, player? Hmm, whatever. We're saying player because it's least. Yes, it is. Least valuable player goes to them. So I think uh, that that's perfect. And honestly, it's... I love it. I love it. Even though the division is decided and we're going to the playoffs, literally still playing the game that everyone was playing of who's going to win this trash division because at this point, anybody can still win it. And here we are after the fact, post-mortem for three of the four teams, post-mortem, saying mm, two of these teams still technically won the division. Uh, that's incredible. Or at least that's hope. I know. I, yeah, I, I th- yeah we're, we're, we're hoping. We'll see. Dude, we'll see what this offseason brings. I swear, I swear on everything. If this podcast gets a revival in the middle of the offseason because some crazy stuff, either draft or just offseason moves, like, I'm ready for some, you better be ready for some Dan, potential Dan Snyder news. You better be ready for some uh, Jerry Jones news. Like, you better be ready for, I like, There's the, the Eagles are just asking. They're, they, are, they are a can of gasoline hovering near a fire. Like, come on. Just if these flames I just get right over here. To an extension and make him the grand wizard of football. Oh my gosh! And then just cut Carson Wentz, eat all the cap from his salary, and have no cap, and just, <laughs> dude, 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 like anything is possible. All right, so look, they. <laughs> It is. It is. I would do it in the normal way, but I don't want to blow out my levels right now. So, uh, on that note, what do you say? So, what do you say? You know, it's the end of the season now. So, we have our final... Hold on a second. Oh, my gosh. Um, we we have our final stats. You know, I've had my stat sheet ongoing. We have the final stats for the year. And I have them here. Now, you heard me say, oh my gosh, because I was doing this, I was updating the spreadsheet throughout the show. Uh, listeners didn't know this. Didn't didn't have, didn't have finish it before we started, so I kind of did it slowly through the recording. And um, the completion percentage somehow, the formatting on the iPad messed up my percentage column. And the average, the average completion percentage, it says, for the division is 4,442.6%. So it's clearly uh, there's something wrong with the spreadsheet on on the iPad. So we're just going to switch over to the desktop to see what we can get right. Yeah, something, I don't know, something went weird there. Um, do I missing a decimal? No, no, no. The average. Why is that? Oh, because those aren't percentages. So it, it defaulted the, okay, okay. Okay, that makes sense. That would help. That yeah, would help. it de-percentaged the percentage, three of the percentages, and so, like, that's why it's it's reading them as insane numbers. So, but while I fix that, we can talk about collective. The collective was 23, 40, and 1. With a win percentage of... Now, this isn't going to be totally accurate because I didn't feel I was lazy and didn't figure the tie into winning percentage, but it's still roughly accurate. 36.4% win percentage. 
Uh, I believe they still panned out to be the worst division in NFL history. Don't fact check me on that, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that is absolute fact. I don't know if you have any oh, fans. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's a complete fact. I don't even know why we're even talking about fact checking. You Ask them to fact check you because it's accurate. Exactly. It's totally accurate. You can't find it anywhere else. Um, let's see. All right. I'm fixing these percentages. So net points. Now this is a total minus 225. And that's with one of the teams being positive. So just let Why that one. Could... Oh, why couldn't the Eagles have just won? Everything else would have been perfect. Everything else lined out exactly the way it needed. That's We got Sud fielded. Um, so uh, interesting storyline in that column. You know, we talked about this last week. Is that with net points, there was a if the Eagles would have won, and this is get ready, just prep yourself, Connor. If they, we said they could have won, the Giants could have won the division and still had the least amount of net points, meaning the highest negative. So the Cowboys ended up with minus 76, the Giants minus 77, even though they won that game. The football team ended up with six, nobody cares. But think about this Eagles go down score and they win. Now, it would have tied them, but I still would have given the edge to the Giants. But the Eagles had minus 78 on their net points. So literally, they score 7 points and win 21-20. They, they, that puts them at minus 77, tied with the Giants. So the Giants, you could still say, won the division and had the least net points incredible and so moving i know oh man you want to talk about that would have been picture perfect that would have been the the picture perfect but here we are and then yeah but nobody nobody was ready to get sudfielded i dude eagles fans weren't even ready they were saying excuse me so it's thrown even more confusion into the pot so you are not alone but here we go completion percentage it is no longer four thousand percent guess what get soaked dude this is part of the Sudfield effect. The Eagles and the Sudfield effect really have tanked a lot of these stats in all the right ways. We drop below <laughs> we drop below 60% on the season. 59.4. And that literally is because the Eagles have a completion percentage of 50.4 and then everyone else is just above 60. Football team is 65. And <laughs> and that brought it just low enough cuz Sudfield and Hurts, I would argue cuz he was 7 for 20. So he was like in the 30s yeah. in that last game. So yeah, we're below sub 60. Talk about accomplishment. Now next one's kind of tough because we were 75 TDs to 60 interceptions. So sadly, we didn't we didn't get to that. We didn't you know we didn't get that ratio how we wanted to get it. Once again, though, we can blame the Cowboys for that. The Eagles were only plus two touchdowns to interceptions. So right now I'm talking TDs to INTs. So Eagles were plus two. Giants were only plus one. Washington was dead even. Cowboys. Uh, so it's just the Dak. Cowboys, the Dak. They were plus 12 still. Yeah, that's pretty much all Dak. Yeah. Well, dude, you want to know what's crazy? He played five games. Andrew Dalton played 11. <laughs> 
that coming, Andrew. <laughs> I just can't help it. You, look what you did. Andrew Dalton played 11 games. He only had 300. He played six more games. He only had roughly 300 more passing yards than Dak did. And he played over double the games. That is crazy, really. It's just crazy. I was doing the stat sheet, and I saw that. And I was like, oh, Andrew Dalton is now the passing leader. And then I looked, and I was like, I wonder about how much. And I was like, only literally one game's worth of yards. Like, a good game's worth of yards. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. That's one that game worth of yards. I'll tell you that much right there. Oh, yeah. At least how this season was going. So, that ratio wasn't right, but guess what? You can blame the LVP, the Cowboys. You can blame Dak, really. But uh, sacks, though, sacks look pretty good. Every... Do what? You can blame Dak's ankle. Oh, yeah. Well, almost thank Dak's ankle because it might have been worse if he had stayed healthy, you know? We wouldn't have had this podcast, sure. potentially. So, Probably not. It's a weird thank you, but also, I don't know. Moving on. Thank you. Condolences and thank you. <laughs> Sorry, but thanks. <laughs> so, everyone, once again... Except the Cowboys. This is really turning into a Cowboys hate, and I'm liking it. I'm having fun with it. Hope you are. I know everyone else is. I like it. Um, Except the Cowboys broke the 50 mark on getting sacks. The Eagles crushed it, got 65, led the league. And, yeah, yeah, they almost almost hit half a thousand on their yardage. Uh, Well, they needed 99 yards. Half a thousand. That is a great way of putting 500. They, look, I... That one, I'm being extra generous. They only got 401 yards, but they beat out they beat out the next. Awkwardly, the Cowboys had the least amount of sacks, but the second most sack yards. So when they got sacked, that it was so so so. There, there's a compliment there. They managed to. They were hold on. Their average was probably more than anyone else because that means that let's see if they 349 divided by 44, they were averaging eight yards a sack. Wow, everyone else is averaging, yeah, Eagles six yards, um, Giants six yards, and the football team six and a half yards. So they're averaging a yard and a half plus to two yards more a sack. That's big time. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, it really is. It's big time. Mm-hmm. That's a great way of saying it. Yeah, we broke, a th- I mean, we obviously broke a 1,000 on that. We almost, I mean, <laughs> we we hit 1,391 on sack yards. Um, we broke 200 on sacks, so that's good. Nice. Uh, you'll be glad to know, like I said earlier, obviously. So, dude, when you look at this, you, you need to go look at this. Maybe not right now, but, like, sometime. Just go look at this and just go to the rating column because now it's kind of mind-boggling. The Sudfield effect hit so hard here. Like I said earlier, dropped it by 20 points. So the ratings go like this, 81, 77, 88, 55 from the Eagles. Oh, hello. <laughs> 50, it was 75 <laughs> until the Sudfield effect. It was 75. Wow. That is, oh, that's statistically painful. Dude, all it is. dude, it is like, it is so blatant. Which brings the total average, which should be in the upper 70s. Almost, Actually, honestly, right around... The average should be right around 80. The average is at 75.7. The average is lower than three of the four ratings because of one. Just let that soak in for a second, man. 
sadly, too. So uh, next comes up fumbles and how many fumbles were lost. Sadly, at one point in time, we were at base. We were at a fifty percent um, success rate as far as in losing the fumbles, not just fumbling it, but also turning it over with the fumble. Yeah. Came in just under that that threshold of fifty percent. Uh, Ninety one fumbles, forty four of them lost. And uh, it should be noted that the Cowboys, I blame them for this because they haven't, I haven't had to change a fumble or a lost column in about five weeks. Wow. Yeah. They just quit doing it. Everyone else was fumbling their brains out and they just quit doing it. Now, their ratio arguably is the best, but they also didn't touch it for like five weeks. So, and they had the least amount of fumbles. The Eagles almost got to 30 fumbles, so got 29, leading the division strong. Eagles led a lot in this, so penalties. Um, Only the Eagles broke 100 penalties on the season, but uh, we had 371 in total. So we did break 3,000 penalty yards, though, so that's that should be noted. And... Uh, this one, ironically, the Cowboys came in real strong. It was the Giants who, to no surprise, having a special teams coach, were well disciplined. They, everyone stayed in their lane, to use a kickoff term. That does that up. Yeah. So, so hats off to them. Honestly, can't be upset about that one. That's a special teams type thing. And here, special teams is kind of, it's the only thing that we're actually positive in a in a literal way about. So. It's the only thing we cheer. Yeah, like we're we're literally excited about <clears throat> turnover ratios. Everyone's negative. Our total, I guess, uh, was minus seventeen. Not that that really actually means anything. It's just a fun number to throw out there. That if you add up all of our turnover ratios, it comes to minus seventeen. The Giants, sadly, because they had to win, brought them to a zero. But zero's still fine with me because that means you are turning it over just as much as the other team. And nobody's going anywhere. Oh, they threw an interception? We'll throw one. It's fine. Just keep it even. Right? Winning straight up. There's some respect in that. The Eagles got into double digits. Minus 10. Leading the division. Nice. So, they were... I mean, Sudfield effect, once again. <laughs> punts. We, we, had, we had 250 punts. 256, to be exact. For almost 12,000 yards. 11,834. So we had we broke ten thousand punt yards for an average. We averaged forty two. Uh, Tress Way was the goat though, and averaging forty five. Everyone averaged right around forty. Everyone else, and he he was boot. He was averaging almost three to five yards more than every other punter. So that's uh, that's wow. impressive. Now he did tie with Eagles punter for most punts at seventy three, and uh, that's a decent amount more than the other two teams. But still, he. Uh, he still had more yards. Him and Cameron punted the same amount of times, but he had just over he he had 109 more yards on the same amount of punts. So, I mean, that 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 I think that speaks for itself. But that's uh that was a lot. That was our stats recap. Um, those are season 
the end of the season stats. And I'm sorry I didn't have the chance to update and see how we compared up with all the other divisions in terms of their win uh, percentages, you know, their wins to losses. But that was a lot, a big endeavor that one time I did it midway through the season and took like literally a whole afternoon. So yeah, it was just what I could do. And there's too much going on in the NFC lease for me to really keep up with anything else. So, uh, lastly, Connor, we're, uh, this obviously, I mean, being the last episode, it's kind of indicative. It was going to go a little bit longer than our other ones, but it's been, it's been a doozy. I've dude, I've, I've loved this podcast, come to love this podcast series. I, I, and, and for me, it honestly was the only way that kept me. I think I could have gotten through this season being a fan of not only a team in this division, but yeah, just following this division in general because it was record setting year in all the wrong ways. It really was. And, uh, I don't know if you have any recap moments or anything that a look back on the season that you wanted to, uh, close out with close out this show. But, uh, It is it is that thing, that animal, that dog, that whatever you want to think of, where you look at it and like, that thing is ugly. And then you keep looking at it and you're like, wait a minute. After, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 seconds, you, you come to realize the thing's actually kind of cute in its own way. And then all of a sudden you find yourself wanting one. And then the next thing you know, you, you realize, oh, I'm probably never going to get one of these. But I can make it my background picture on my phone for a while. and And then next thing you know fast forward you're getting mugs with this this ugly somehow but cute in its own way type thing with on on these mugs these t-shirts these sweaters you're and you become that person you know we all have that one friend who's obsessed with sloths they're kind of like that that's kind of what a sloth is sloths are ugly but cute in their own way and we all know that one friend that's obsessed with sloths and that's really i think what how i saw this season as a whole, and I think, like you said, it was somehow beautiful in the end. Like, and I know you're probably gonna hate this, but 
man, Sudfield might have topped this, honestly. Just the Sudfield move was so OP. But honestly, <laughs> on a, in a lot of ways, the most viral play probably from the NFC least and also maybe the most defining one had to be Daniel Jones tripping on the 20-yard line and not scoring on an 80-yard run. Like, if that doesn't describe this whole division, this whole season, I don't know what does. Like, he was going to score, had the chance to score all the way up until he didn't. Like, you were, I as a fan, that happened against the Eagles, and I was like, son of a, here we go, he's going to score. No, no one can seriously catch him. Oh, my. And then he falls, and you're like, what the flip just happened? And that's kind of, and then at, and then you go back and learn to kind of laugh at it and appreciate it and be like, wow, that that's like up there with the butt fumble play. I mean, it's no butt fumble, let's be clear, but it's... It never will be, but no. it's the Giants version of it. Yep. And, 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 and Connor, I think you're right. I think that's, I think that's, defines this season, puts the ending stamp on this season. It's been a joy having this, this, this podcast series of the NFC least. I mean, I've, I've loved it. Connor, I appreciate you being willing to grind it out with me uh, because I wouldn't have faulted you for a minute. If you were like, bro, it's week eight. This is too much. I'm, I'm out, <laughs> but you, you stuck it out. We went all in. Um, <laughs> we had lots of laughs. Had you right so there. Carrot on the end of stick. Oh, I'm gonna get there. Just a couple more steps, and I'll get. To the, I'm, I'm gonna get that carrot, and then 18 miles later, you're like, "What the? F- I still haven't gotten this carrot." And I realized that I was holding the stick myself in front of me, dude. It's that. It's so that. No wonder I couldn't catch it. You're like, oh. That's how that works. Well, uh, I, I want to thank everyone who stuck it out and listened to this whole series and, and, and made it to the end. You guys are truly appreciated. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback on the whole thing or maybe just on this last week. Don't forget, you can always email in the ramblingviking at gmail.com. Text in 580-789-9258. And the show is not dead. The Rambling Viking podcast is long from dead. I, I want to make sure that's clear. This is sounding kind of like a final signing off and I just had a panic moment. This podcast is not dead. The series, though, has ended, and hopefully for good. But like we said before, we might ha- you never know when this series might get brought back up. It, the, the ball is in the division's court now. We simply just play the ball. The ball gets hit to us, we play it, we catch it. And that, was, that has been this, uh, this podcast series. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Connor, thank you for your service in this podcast and your wonderful contributions. It has been a joy bringing you the NFC least. Goodbye.